0: Hello our lovely Girl Awakening listeners, welcome to 2023. I'm Jo Hendy from the Sacred Sister Project.
1: I'm Amanda Parker of Mayala Organics.
0: Come with us as we journey into this week's Awakening episode. I talk to a spirit,
1: she comes in my dreams. She Hello Amanda, good morning beautiful. Happy Wednesday, favourite day, yeah. I mean you girls boys all know this is our favourite day of the week. We say it every week. (laughs) (laughs) We're never gonna get tired of it.
0: (laughs) It's like Wednesday is the gateway. Yes. Yes. Mm. Every week. Every week. It's like who are we gonna have in that beautiful red seat and who's gonna teach us something this week? And the energy
1: just keeps building and building and building and it's like this beautiful when we look back to the beginning Mm. where we started and some of the things we discussed then just amongst ourselves and shit. We laugh about, yes but it's like, it's like the little moment in time then mm. is like a little capsule that just keeps expanding and the, what everyone comes in to share. Yeah. It's just a beautiful magnifier of that initial essence. Yeah. Times infinity. Oh, yeah,
0: mm. Absolutely. And what you're saying, it's almost like we are the micro of what's happening out there in the, on the planet. It's mm. like that evolvement is happening mm. right here in this space. And then we go out and it's like, oh, it's like the complete reflection is happening yes. out there.
1: Mm. And speaking of space out there in the wild.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Introduce our. <gasps> Brittany. <laughs> Brittany Laidlaw.
1: Brittany Laidlaw. Beautiful. Mm. You can call me Brit though, which yes. is kind of a bit more short.
0: That is. Yeah. And it suits you because you're yes. so cute. <laughs> yeah. And, and, <laughs> like, and also I think, Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Brit, the Wild Woman Immersion features exclusive content developed by Brittany Laidlaw as a part of her pioneering PhD in ecosomatics which, listeners, we will talk about later. Mm. Brittany is one of a few practitioners in the world who is championing this innovative field of research and her knowledge is highly unique and sought after. At the immersion, we're going to talk about that later too, Brittany offers a guided exploration of the Earth framework an and experiment. Exper- Experiential. I mean, experience, experience. <laughs> That's tricky <true> to say. <laughs> that is a That's tricky to word it. to say. <laughs> that for entering into conversation with soul and place based on her research, Britt commonly describes the framework as the feminine path of rewilding. Mm-hmm. The framework integrates comprehensive knowledge from somatics, neuroscience, ecology and mythology, as well as first-hand experience with Indigenous knowledge keepers. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And the world-renowned experts within the rewilding movement. Oh, that sounds exciting. So pumped. Yeah. It feels <laughs> it so grounding. To be yeah. yeah, welcome, Brit. Uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. So, so beautiful having someone that's grounded. I feel like that's what we probably need right now. Oh. Well, we've been talking around
1: planting seeds. Yes. Oh. And literally, Brit, is, you're doing it in ethos, mythos hmm. spirit, but literally... In the ground as well, aren't you? So, mm. And we're really so lucky because you happen to be up here on the Gold Coast because your home is in... In Tasmania. Yes. So I used to live
2: in northern New South Wales and so a lot of the programs I run are still based there. Okay. But living down in Tassie now oh, for wow. the last two years. But up, up mm. back and forth and I'm up here quite serendipitously because yes. I'm about to run the next immersion. So yes, beautiful yes. timing. We yeah. just sold out,
0: yeah. which we, um, so yeah, sorry, so sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get you your yeah, yeah. contract. We run platform. it twice a year, though. Yeah, yeah. Next one, next one. Next time. one is in May, so yeah. we will have the links for that too at the end. Mm. Um, but we're literally going to hand it over to Britt because I can't. I'm really looking forward to this one, like I do every week. But this one's extra special. Where, where do we? Which one do we go with, though? Ooh. Yeah. Oh no. So Britt, what was your life before? What was your life like mm. before your awakening?
2: <laughs> That's a very so. It's interesting because I find that a lot of people's stories that I hear around awakening and really stepping into a big soul mission mm, on the planet, mm-hmm. which is, you know, what really the awakening is in service to, right? Yeah. It's like something – often we come from a challenging situation or something that really tests us mm. and then the the emergent property is the awakening. Mm. And so my background before – what I would call my awakening or at least my kind of first big moment because I truly believe that it's a it's a cyclical process mm-hmm. and it's something that I teach oh. in the work that I offer um that first kind of what I would call the breakdown breakthrough yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely was when I was in my early 20s and prior to that um in my childhood I went through a lot of trauma mm-hmm. so there was a lot of domestic violence in my home sexual violence in my home drug abuse Mm -hmm. Um, I came from a family that there was lots and lots of love Mm -hmm. but there was challenging circumstances in the physical realm and um, I look back on that and know that so much of what I navigated was like the perfect training ground for being able to do and teach what I do now
0: Mm
2: how beautiful yeah so beautiful that you see it um true yeah and so when I um left left kind of home. I, I did so at 17. I couldn't get wait to get out. I was in Perth. I couldn't wait to get out of Perth. It was back when like Perth seemed 20 years ago behind everywhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went over to Canada and America. Yeah. And when I went over there, I thought, oh, my life's just meant for something bigger. You know, <laughs> I could feel that big soul in me when I was that young. And I think one of the most challenging things was feeling like this isn't meant to be my life. Something's, this feels off. Like, yeah. what's going on here? And um, I poured myself into adventure and exploration when I decided to leave Perth and um, ended up getting into both dance and ecology. Um, <laughs> Two interesting I mixes. know, very, very interesting things because I was so passionate about dance but it was mm. so wrapped up in my trauma from my childhood right. because I did that from when I was younger. And then I also met the environment when I went over to Canada. So it was like, oh, this amazing thing. Um, and how I began to make sense of what had happened to me as a as a young person, um, apart from doing my dance work as a kind of hobby, um, which no doubt was in service to some good things moving through my body, but I wasn't aware of at the time. but. How I kind of began to make sense of it is going okay. This this crappy stuff happened to me. I'm going to pour myself into making sure that this never happens to anyone. No awful thing happens to the earth or to other people. And I kind of
1: earth angel. I
2: went. I well, I, I, I kind of swift. I kind <laughs> of shifted the pendulum from being victim yep. to being a savior. Yeah. And I really threw myself at from at that kind of savior. Save the earth. Um. You know, became a full environmental activist um <laughs> which is nothing wrong with that no. absolutely just nothing wrong with it but i dove into that world became a permaculture teacher was working internationally uh-huh. and um it was amazing but the undercurrent of it all was this very strong savior mentality and ultimately i was using it to mm, kind yes. of escape my own stuff mm-hmm. and so my my breakdown/breakthrough happened at the kind of pinnacle of my career with all of that <laughs> as it, not, as it normally does <laughs> exactly out, exactly it's like wind. i've made it yeah, yeah. um of course it comes at the mm. most inconvenient time mm. and then you know in the cosmics realm of things it's the most perfection time <laughs> yes. um, but that's what i was doing beforehand it was i was really into like environmental activism and coming at it from that perspective Until I just got slammed and it's like my soul knocked on the door and said, okay, enough. You've got to look at this and... I experienced my kind of first dark night of the soul, let's say, and yeah. it was it was full out. It was yeah, like yeah. I was in the Philippines having t- taught this permaculture course. It was in a sh- you know the hotel shower wow. bathroom wow. on the floor, like sobbing. Right, <laughs> was, Just a moment. So, yeah, you, yeah. did your
0: body break down? <laughs> so in, you know, we do hear a lot mm. with women that are going through exactly mm. what you're talking about mm. that their body gives way, kind of thing. Oh, totally. Yeah. Or was it more of a mental thing for you?
2: I think both. I think a combination. Really, yeah. it was. Well, I would say it was mind, body, spirit, like full, full, full out. <laughs>
1: Holistic. Full holistic. I've got
2: so many Scorpio placements. It's not even funny uh, in my chart. So we don't know do any. Any don't we don't do any transformation by halves. Yes. It's just like all right, let's all go pedal to the metal all yeah. the way. Let's yeah. go down and dark.
0: Love it.
2: Um, and so the yeah, full what, lotus. The, the full. <laughs> Yeah, so what ended up happening was I was, yeah, having taught this course and I was in a really, really, really intense situation as well. Like classic me, um, I'd created the perfect conditions for me to have to look at all of this vulnerable content and yet I was still running from it. So I I was in the Philippines after they had a huge natural disaster, the second one in a short period of time. Um, I was seeing people who had lost their homes. I had seen Mm -hmm. people who had lost family members. Mm -hmm. I was seeing dead bodies on the road. And then I was, you know, asked to show up and support these women to build these amazing community gardens, which was a gorgeous thing to do. Like Mm -hmm. there was nothing wrong with that work. It was beautifully meaningful. Mm -hmm. But um, I was, I I knew in a deeper down, it Mm -hmm. was kind of like I was walking parallel to my path. And what ended up happening was the emotional breakdown the emotional kind of rubbing against you know after a while takes its toll mm. and then I got a kidney infection mm-hmm. um, I got really bad illnesses and then just yep. began to kind of crack
1: yeah.
2: and it, it was that shower moment where I just literally fell to my knees and said uh-uh yeah. something's yeah. something's not right not
1: right yeah but I just feel when you're talking around you know like you say with the natural disaster happening in the Philippines it's like the full death and rebirth, isn't it? Was what you were there for mm. with the community gardens mm. and the natural disaster. But as a, you know, the earth angel aspect of you, that mm. person connected to the to the earth, oh, how that must have felt in mm. your heart as well to that physical trauma to the planet, but the people, it must have been quite a, a huge um, crack. It was. That, with that the physical space, let alone it, then the heart, mind spirit following
2: it was and I think what uh, looking back now in hindsight I think that the what was really became aware for me was the difference between going into an environment and having this very fixed mentality yeah and that's that kind of savior like I know better I'm going to fix the environment I'm going to fix these people and that's the same kind of Uh, awareness Mm -hmm. that I brought to my own system it's like I can just fix this yeah and ultimately it's a it's an issue of deep deep connection and Mm. deep vulnerability and Mm. the missing part in that story which I didn't actually share was I would say it was the catalyst um, was at the end of running this course and like about two weeks later is when I had this moment I had a few days off and I ended up reading this book that I picked up at an airport called Cathedral of the Wild oh. and it was about um, by Boyd Vati, wow. South African young man who grew up with the, I think it's the Shung, um, Sanghan, um trackers in South Africa. Oh, so wow. his family bought this really, uh, really big um, game reserve. It was... Um, the condition of it was really derelict and they revitalised it and they yeah. kind of took on this huge regenerative project and now it's this thriving ecosystem and game reserve and a wow. huge conservation hub mm-hmm. for that region. But he spoke about the way that he used to grow up with the with these trackers, with these Indigenous trackers and their mm-hmm. ways of connection. And I know now that it was that book and it wasn't necessarily – it could have been any book that spoke about that really, but it was something like yeah. – when I when I talk about speaking that parallel path, there's absolutely ways of per, like practicing permaculture and community gardens and all those things that are have those that have that kind deeply connective soul based um, quality to them. But I think the way that I was doing it at the time was from that very fixed base. Yeah. Okay, like come in there and I've got my little notebook yes. and I do my design over the top and you know I'm not even a local from there <laughs> and I'm I'm suddenly making this assessment of this place and it's Um, Again, nothing wrong, but it was just this, um, what I would now describe as a more masculine way of coming into that environment. Mm -hmm. And then this book really catalyzed because it opened in me for the first time A way of connecting and being at one with the natural world Mm. and a way of bringing about beauty in the world Mm. and healing, Mm. but from a very different place and from a place of deep listening and deep embodiment and, and time and debt and devotion to a place. And I would now describe that as a more feminine way of relating to place, which is the core of my work that I offer now. And I think that was, if I was to look back, if the difference is that my system, my my energetic system, was like this isn't your path. You're walking parallel, yeah. but just this isn't this isn't the energetic way to it, to yeah. attend to yeah. it.
0: So you were on the path, but it was just a, a, you were looking at it from a completely different view kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, mm. and yeah. well, actually, it's more of a feeling, isn't it? Yeah mm. it's
2: it's more of an it's more of an approach. Yeah, um, mm. and it's it's the way in which um yeah, it's, it's really the, the energy that I bring to it. Am I coming in there with this kind of um, more masculine, I don't say that in a derogatory way, but mm. just um, like mm. as, as a, an approach um, in, in, with this kind of fixing mentality or this approach to sort it out, um, or am I coming in there to understand and, and to be with and yeah. allow? Yeah. There's actually a, a myth that I tell at the Immersions that I run called St. George and the Dragon. It's really interesting that the myths actually called Saint George and the Dragon because there's like one moment with Saint George. <laughs> it. It's actually the story
0: of the this. Most powerful of, moment by the yeah, yeah. by Yeah,
2: well, it's it's, a, it's actually the story of a of a princess. It's mm-hmm. actually the story of the king's daughter, and it's all about her story. Wow. And then there's this one moment at the end where he kind of comes in and saves her, even though she doesn't want to be saved. <laughs> yeah. And the story is named after that. But the, the the kind of harvest of the story is the is the difference between the masculine and the feminine heroic. Mm. The masculine heroic aims to slay chaos, get rid of it, mm-hmm. and in certain circumstances, that's required, yeah. like to, to get rid of something, to say absolutely no, yeah. mm. and the um, and the feminine heroic aims to understand mm. and integrate the chaos. Mm-hmm
1: beautiful so i feel that mm. and wasn't the dragon the princess's friend or like do they were Weren't they yeah she ends up yeah. bringing
2: that's the, the end of the story mm. like um the the dragon scene is this evil like it's a representative of chaos yeah and um and at the end she a- is able to tame and befriend the, the dragon and brings it back to the community wow. and um, becomes her Becomes her ally, but yeah. this, as the story sadly goes, the, the community doesn't accept it, and so ah. they ask St. George to try and kill the dragon. Wow.
0: Yeah. You know, it's so funny, that book that you said I that you... So <laughs> yeah, I comprehend it Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that book oh. that you talked about that you picked up on the in the airport, mm. um, I had a similar experience with a book called The Mutant Messenger. Have you oh, read it? Oh,
2: I know book? the book. I oh. haven't read it, but I know the book.
0: I've read it twice. Yeah. It's so incredible, it, but it sounds... So similar to what you're saying, mm. um, a lady, an American lady, a writer, oh, yeah, yep, yeah, that ha- gets taken away—not taken away, but she goes on a um, a walkabout. Yeah, mm. big
2: initiatory ja- journey oh, up amazing. north. Amazing. Yeah. L-
0: I like it's it's it. There's some re- major resonance for me in there, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I still haven't worked out
2: mm.
0: what it is, but it is around that letting go, mm. you know, and allowing. Exactly what you're just, Yeah. So as soon as you mm. said that, I was like, oh, it's similar journey mm. so beautiful because yeah it's exactly what let's keep going cause it's tough. <laughs> and i feel like it's right on where, you, <laughs> yeah. where
1: you're going yeah and i want i don't want to say it i want to say it but, but do you feel like the book and cracking like that understanding between the masculine and the, the feminine mm. purpose of serving do you feel like and then talking about the fixed energy that you were coming mm. through with did that kind of resonate into Um, I guess part healing around fixing your past as well
2: yeah well what I what I would say too is that in learning in well having that kind of more feminine path opened Mm -hmm. what I realized is that the breakdowns and I say breakdowns very intentionally um, are in in service to something Mm -hmm. are in service to the healing Mm -hmm. Um, and so you know, I wish I could say quite neatly. It's like oh, I had my breakdown, breakthrough, and then I found this thing. And it was all sorted. and It's like that's just not how it works. <laughs> no. You know, and actually, it's a spiraling process.
0: Yeah. And
2: mm-hmm. often, often I'll come back to the same, same, um, same sensitive point, but it'll be another layer, yes. and it'll be another level of awareness. Another aspect. And, to uh, totally, yeah. absolutely, and so that journey um, of of kind of peeling back layer by layer my own, my own stuff, my own history Mm. um, has been one of the greatest teachers, if not the greatest Mm. teacher, like way more than my actual study, like PhD and things like that. That's Mm. why I call it like this is an experiential journey because Mm. you can read so much about, you know, all kinds of trauma healing, but um, until you go through that yourself Mm – only really then do you have an embodied awareness. Mm. And so that Mm. kind of – those spiralling breakdown and integration phases and thankfully they've got um, softer because I'm more aware of them, but they have assisted my healing immensely and they've done so with such an intelligence Mm. because I realise that the spiralling process – is nature's genius in order to give you as much as you can handle right now yeah and then to integrate that and then go for the next layer they call it titration
0: oh. in
2: in um in somatics and it's like you're going in layer by layer yeah. because otherwise if you go all the way in the in, the nervous system can't integrate such change
0: yeah
2: um a really easy example of this is like they, they've done so many studies on people who have won the lottery and won like millions of dollars and then two years later they're broke again
1: yeah. Yeah. because wow. they, don't they
2: don't know, know how it. to integrate yes. such a huge change. Yeah. The system's like, what? It has a fire out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Said already that one. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It I is. promise that if you give me my, I will handle it well. <laughs> So it has been deeply, deeply healing for me, that journey um, in coming in without this fix energy and understanding that those breakdowns are actually Mm -hmm. the way in which the only way Mm -hmm. in which healing occurs um, is going actually, you know, (laughs) the fixing is coming out and trying to be above it. Mm -hmm. And there is there is a how do I describe this? Again, there's nothing wrong with these, what I what I would describe more masculine forms of spirituality because they've given me so many things in my life, mm. being able to have a higher awareness to be able to step out of something and have a different perspective. Um, however, when it comes to healing deep wounds mm. that are really actually ingrained in the body, um, there's, there's no way of bypassing going down. Mm-hmm. And... The going down is what I would describe as that more feminine pathway. And they work beautifully hand in hand. Mm. And that earth framework that I teach is the way that I integrate that in, in the work because you look at nature and that spiraling process is the integration of the masculine feminine all the time. Yeah, beautiful. And um, and so it's not about one's bad or one's wrong. Like I really want to em- emphasize that I'm not like, anything masculine is (laughs) bad because that's not true it's absolutely necessary but i think yeah we need both but the forgotten path or the the path that i think is the is the what leads most people to addiction um what leads most people to running away for things what leads to a lot of issues is people are absolutely Mm. terrified of going down yeah. yeah, we can go up. We can meditate. Yeah. We can, you know, get out of it. We can, d- so you know, true. do all the like training, yeah, <laughs> things. But it's like, can you absolutely be with the 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 deep, yeah, um, the deep feeling, the deep yeah. emotion,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Um, which is actually yeah. a lot more beautiful than I think we've been led on to led on to believe.
0: Well, it's the way through, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's absolutely it is. the way through. And like you said, there's layers. Mm. You know, you may, you may. Have a major realization and breakthrough around some trauma, mm. but you may be just taking the icing off. Yeah, you know it's like, and then you'll see it. It'll come and it'll be through a, a new set of eyes, mm. and you'll see different aspects of that. Mm. And you'll be able to be like, wow, okay, that's why I'm like that, or what? And then you're just taking layers and layers off. Yeah, from a different mm. viewpoint. Seeing and having more, more. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. And having the having kind of gone through this, traversed through this a lot in my life and knowing that it's a big part of the, um, the work that I have to share mm. is that now when I have, I feel that tug at my ankles, mm. I feel that invitation to go down. Tug at the ankles? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, what lovely. it's like. Yeah, It's, it's because I'm about to go through a big expansion and mm. the, a, a really easy example is um, running these wild woman immersions, they've got more and more potent every time. Mm. And I've kind of have a bit of a laugh about it now because ahead of every single journey without fail, I have what I would call this kind of mind virus that the fixed identity. <laughs> I love
1: that. Mind
2: um, yeah. The, the fixed identity, the ego that has got kind of comfortable of where we where we've been at, it goes nuts. Mm. It kicks and screams and says, I just want to run away. I don't want to do this anymore. Yep. I want to die. Yep. I'm done. Yeah. And now I can catch that with an awareness of going. Aha! If you're showing up, then I know that I'm about to step into something big, big. because oh, the reason that. when that shows up, mm. it's as an invitation.
0: Yeah,
2: There's, um, it's annoying.
0: Yeah, and
2: if you identify with it, it can be a bit of a shit show.
0: Yeah,
2: um, but if I can actually use that as a flagger, as a kind of marker for okay my invitation here is to, I need to go down mm. and in going down, I make space yes. in my internal system. Mm. I, I clear out my own space mm. and then from that space, there's actually room to grow. There's room to expand. And in expanding, then I can expand my range. Mm-hmm. I can hold a lot more in my life without collapsing. And so without fail, that happens to me yeah. every single wild woman immersion in like in preparation. And, um, I kept thinking, oh, this is what's going on. I'm always having a breakdown just before um, I run a journey. And now there's this understanding okay, cool, this is the preparation. Yes. <laughs> Because yeah, well, yes. I'm about to hold really big energy, yeah. Um, or I'm about to step into a whole new level of my soul expression, yeah. Um, that is actually my highest potential here on earth. So oh. rather than oh. having, yeah, love yeah.
0: that, love <laughs> that, we just said. That's so so beautiful, soul yeah. Expression, and often mm. we would
1: experience that as like, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, yes, you know, yeah. fear, imposter, all those kind of yep. scenarios, and push it away and maybe sabotage ourselves yeah totally Totally. and instead of
2: it when it shows up of going aha this is fear as an ally yeah yeah um for Mm. many many years i was absolutely terrified of the dark yeah like shaking in my bones afraid Mm. of the dark um and I just I remember saying to a mentor once I just don't think I'm ever going to shake this. This is just I'm going to have to live with this forever. And she was like, "You'll never know." Yeah. And um and you know by irony I kind of laugh now because it's something that I actually teach other women to face. Well,
0: the dark being the dark, the dark exactly, exactly <laughs> the darkness. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. And um when I was when I was going through that experience myself, I remember the the deep fear that would come that would arise in my body of like oh this feels way too much to hold mm-hmm. and I decided um like to kind of that appro- appro- applying that titration principle I just try a little bit by little bit so each time I went camping I went a little bit further yeah. <laughs> into yeah. the bush. Yeah. but I got to a point where I did this process called a power quest with some of my mentors at nature philosophy and it's kind of the next stage on from a vision quest, a vision quest being a long fast to connect with a deeper vision and they call this the next one the power quest and it involves sitting out in in the wild in the dark at nighttime for hours and hours and on end and I can't really share much more about the ceremony for the for the sacredness of it but mm-hmm. I had to sit with this fear and the harvest that came from that journey was mm-hmm. um, knowing a big part of that quest was calling in a whole new level of your own power mm. and recognising that that power is not sourced from you. You're actually a um, a conduit, let's call it, for power to move through you mm. and you're asking to be able to hold so you can use it in service. And so I knew that that was what was happening. And yet I was met with the most intense level of fear Mm. and the harvest from sitting in that fear, sitting in the dark for hours and hours and hours and end was that fear is an ally. When fear, when all these, you know, even those mind virus, even the the shit that comes to take Mm. you out Mm. just when you're about to take the biggest leap and Mm. soar, that is an ally it's doesn't you know there's no need to be shameful about it cuz like easily i could go oh god i'm not meant to do this like i'm um, in sabotage right yeah but actually it's an ally it's a it's a marker that says mm. you are so on track mm. keep going Ugh. because the thing no. that is <laughs> <that's> yeah <laughs> <laughs> hang
1: on <laughs> something's
0: yeah. something lighting
1: up Oh God, (laughs) yes,
0: yeah, yeah. I I actually think I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here just for the listeners too. Yeah. Like hearing you, like, and I'm like, you know, I we go camping a lot. As soon as you said camping, I'm like, yeah, this is for me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm a little scared of the dark too. You know, most people are. Most
2: people are. But then
0: you add nature, and you Mm. add like, you know, and I'm I'm listening to you going, but what about the bugs? And what about? And I'm like, and then what about the animals that come Mm. out at night? like and these are physical things, but then the unknown, uh, the unknown. It's yeah. the dark, the unknown of the dark, and I'm like, I want to no cry. Walls. I want to so cry. There's no <laughs> the, like
1: safety space, but it's all. Space. Absolutely, yeah. and the other thing that
0: I've been really resonating with, it's kind of a little bit off track, but these right. um, these people that are doing this dark cave work. I don't know when oh, you yeah, seen yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah, I have seen it. I've <sighs> seen like, it. I keep saying oh, Amanda, I think I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Face the darkness. You know mm. where they wear the mask when they go into a room for like three days and they just do nothing oh, but sit the, in their um, own space. Yeah, and you know, yeah, yeah it's um, Marcus it's Saul in America. It. Yeah, yeah, but it's I'm um, it's I hear, yeah, mm. sounds. Very, I'm resonating with. Talking. I literally like, just wrote note to self. The
1: language words Brit is using. Oh, it's just so, so activating, <laughs> so touching <laughs> cells, <laughs> soul. Like the cells. So like when you said about the harvest mm. from it's, the experience, I just that really just.
0: It's so oh. what you're talking about, though. It's about to that book. Just it is. It's especially to mm. whether we're sitting here in this room. Mm. It's like there's mm. something else that's happening that's pulling us down into the earth and saying, just let me hold you, mm. you know, and mm. just let this, let everything you're saying, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry
1: for interrupting. No, no, no. Oh, I love oh, it. Beautiful. We'll bring you back I to the it. harvest. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, uh, beautiful. Yeah. So amazing.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing that um mm. became clear apart from that that all that stuff being an ally, as you said, is the darkness, I think, is so related to death, which is also something <gasps> that we fear. And mm. so the thing that is often kicking and screaming is the part of part of me, the part of you that is actually come to completion it's ready to die yeah and that's why it's kicking and screaming that's That's why it's like ah I don't want to thing because that that kind of fixed identity everything that you know that you might have held dear as as you is now shifting and that's often how that at least for me that is how all the healing of my past has happened yeah it's those moments of I can hear the oh my god I want to die and it's not like, this is going to – I'm going to die if I sit in this. I'm going to mm. die if I face this fear. I'm going to die if I'm – like, that's ultimately what – being in the dark, the fear of animals and bugs and things like that. If we peel back, like, yes. and then, and then, and yeah. then, if we question, it's – we're afraid of dying. Yeah. We're afraid of dying. Something happening to us out there beyond our control and dying. Mm. And ultimately, the part of us that you meet out there is has no fear of dying. It's the, it's like, that's that mind, that ego that is so fixed to Mm. who it thinks it is based on trauma, based on the wounds, based on all the stories that have happened to me. Mm. That's the part that dies. Yeah. Yeah. And then you meet the real you, you meet the real bigness of who you are and you're like, oh, wow.
0: (laughs) It's so wild. Well that wasn't done. anything to
2: be afraid of yes. at all. Yes. I'm, just actually, listening I'm to kind you, of excited. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> actually, <laughs> it's
0: kind of amazing. Just listening to you talk about that, I, I've actually had the death experience through 5MEO and mm. it's terrifying mm. and you just want to hold on to, Do <laughs> to everything. Mm. And, you know, the moment of letting go mm. is just, um, you know, it's just, like you said, mm. it's, liberating. it's... The, the word liberating doesn't mm. even come close. Yeah. It's like peaceful. It's peaceful. Mm. It's
2: peaceful. There's space.
0: There's space. There's there's beauty. There's mm. awareness. Mm. Massive awareness. But mm. the letting the letting go is just so terrifying. It is. Yeah. 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 It is so terrifying. So, but how amazing to be able to do that without anything, you know, mm. and that without it actually having to smoke or mm. drink anything, mm. and mm. go into that space to be able to do it volunteer and with the earth you know with with that yeah with nature Mm. Mm. and
2: ultimately like even though you know they all like even if you would take a plant or anything but we are if i was to say we aren't really alone in that because there is still almost like a plant medicine active Mm. but it's not you know physically taken in a cup in our body or doing you know or smoking anything Mm. but through that process, uh, all around mm. is the medicine. Like you're, mm. you're, you're saturated in nature when I take people out there and doing that. Mm. Um, and when you're sitting in it, like it may not be internally in your body, but it's internally in your body anyway because if you're breathing,
0: <laughs> the yes. environment is coming into that's your body true. and yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's 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 saturation
2: in a whole new way.
0: And then that's, you know, having to allow that mm. to support you and asking for that support as well. You yep. can feel that that would be actually be so... Um, mm you know, comforting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You'd be surprised too. It's, I, th- I suppose it is very similar to like that cave. Like I never even thought about it, the, you know, the dark cave mm. kind of retreats that you can do. But one of the things that I do with the women on the immersion is we build a shelter
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, all the things that I'd offer it, the women's immersion, all the processes around survival skills, like building shelter and fire and weaving, they're yeah, all done yeah, from that. Going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. First bookies. Yeah. <laughs> they're all – you'll be more than welcome. Um, they're all based on this kind of more feminine way of approaching it um, and – I think that's thankfully there's more of a contextual there's more of a conversation let's say around the, that in Australia compared to other places like um, in the States where a lot of these survival TV shows are like oh. we've got to conquer nature, yes, fight to survive yes. naked and afraid yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Make, like yeah. man versus wild type yeah. of thing oh, I love and, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they're cool
1: they're, they're oh they're awesome to watch yes. like I watch them they're awesome to watch but they are definitely the masculine experience of conquering it as opposed to the emerging oh yeah. well
0: yeah. that's like naked and afraid I like you ever watched any of those yeah We're yeah like actually go in naked yeah yeah and the ones that, that win are most a lot of them are women yeah yeah but they've actually literally let go yeah yeah they haven't worried just, about the ants nah, crawling up their they've bat. just yeah. decided that they're going to, <laughs> this is my home yeah and i'm just gonna stay as long as i can i'm, I'm gonna let nature immerse with me yeah they surrender well, to the experience yeah, gina, mm. gina yeah, she, yeah. exactly yeah, exactly She's a great example of such
2: that. a great example because that fight mentality mm. will only get you so far mm-hmm. and it makes it really hard it's like you're battling against nature whereas in you know in in G's example <sighs> Gina you know when she's she comes from from that very very deep connective kind of um, aspect, and yet she had a wallaby like land on her lap, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's wal- so true. Yes. And I've done similar like long term survival experiences, and the exact same thing happens. Yeah, where yeah. there's there's this understanding of like I'll be I'll
1: be looked after. I don't have to battle. Because
2: um,
1: it's the natural. It's the. I mean, it's a you know, the cycle of life is a real thing, isn't it? Where it's understood in nature that you know, we die, yeah. and sometimes, you know, the, the, I am food, mm. but it's not this mass, mm. you know, horrible, farming, yes. cultivation to mm. murder creatures for waste, yeah. half of them don't even get used, you yeah. know, all that kind of stuff, whatever, so as you say, that volunteering of, okay, mm. Here I am. I'm your meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll keep you warm and sit on your lap for a little bit. I don't. You know those. Yeah, 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 It's a, it's a harmony. It's a uh, synchronicity. synchronicity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that
2: perfectly, I was gonna say, it's, there's a, there's a similarity with this principle of like being eaten or like, um, digested. Let's say, mm, yeah. like being having all the stuff that needs to let go or be digested, similar to what would occur in some of those um, cave stories, like mm. the cave retreats. Because in building this shelter, when we do it, so many women, like I could wish I had them all recorded because they all say such similar things. Um, One of the shelters that we build is very womb-like and we come at it, when we talk about it, we say this, you know, we're not building this shelter for like, okay,
0: these are the exact
2: pieces. We we really ceremonially build this Mm. all together and it's it's kind of like a womb tomb almost Mm -hmm. and you go in there at nighttime, and there's no light showing Mm because it's like to to make sure that it's fully waterproof and so many women have um, come out of there saying they felt reborn yeah Mm -hmm. and they had this very visceral feeling of like that the earth was kind of taking away everything all the mycelium was like just like taking away everything that needed to be composted um Mm -hmm. and they all have very similar visuals Mm -hmm. um and really, it has informed like so much of that lead up. I talk about, you know, returning to the earth in this, in this shelter is really returning to the earth womb. But it's really reinforced how powerful that is specifically for women mm. who feel that haven't necessarily had a rite of passage acknowledged in their life that connects them to the earth in a way that involves death. Yeah, mm. And that naturally happened when we were living in village lifestyles um, and when we were living much more closely connected to the earth which was not that long ago in in the scale of human history um you know our our vision quest there's been kind of the modern version that's come out which is the fasting but the original vision quest which is what this modern one has been shaped off, was actually about women bleeding on the earth together. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And for the – around a woman's, a woman's first bleed, she would go out and actually uh, um, experience death in her body mm-hmm. and, and recognise that as a gift, mm. recognise that is, the, what, that is the birthplace of life. Mm-hmm. And to be able to give that and be in that and, and, and be held in that with other women – was the opportunity to meet her power and meet her vision Mm. and so without that in our culture anymore um thankfully there's lots of people like recreating that and um and reinvigoring that for their daughters but without that for a lot of the women who exist there's they're kind of floating like where am i yeah and that when we're born um up until that first bleed we're our mother's daughter we're Mm. deeply connected to our mother as our source of nourishment Mm. as our source of direction Mm. and guidance in our life um because we're a child Mm. and so we are in our mother's like shadow in that way like we're our own being Mm. but we are um, i was actually just up in um in Yolnu country in um, Arnhem Land and they talked about the dolphins mm. um, and how a baby dolphin will swim with its mother in the waves for those early years of its life. So that's our, up until our first bleed. But when the, when the first bleed happens, that ceremony is not just like a, oh, a, a reverence of the blood, but it is an acknowledgement that no longer is your physical birth mother, your source of nourishment and guidance and, and kind of purpose. Now you are actually a daughter of the earth. The the earth mother is your mother. And and now you take your role as woman. And without that ceremony, there's so many women who feel deeply disconnected from the earth. I agree, yeah. And not only their blood as well. But to have that as a rite of passage ceremony to be able to go and actually feel that death process mm. in a really held container with other women, it's yeah. not this scary thing. You're going, you're going literally into the womb like you're going into yeah. this shelter um, and sleeping in there and knowing that you're safe—it's terrifying. Like yeah. the amount of women that come from, especially the cities, and they yeah. say, well, "I'm never getting in that fucking Yes, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> good fucking luck. Yes. Getting yes. me okay. in that thing <laughs> with <Yeah>. the cockroaches <laughs> and the fucking <laughs> animals. <laughs> And, and then at the end, people are, like, begging to go in there. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're saying, oh, I've only got so Feels many like nights home. left. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> <'cause> it was <laughs> been such a powerful experience. And they feel so, so connected. Exactly. Mm, yeah. And no doubt is what I, I think that's must be. My best guess is having not done one of those cave kind of retreats, my best guess is people experience something similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe if they're doing it in a real cave, that would be something similar. Yeah. But, yeah. That idea of... Um, you know, we're actually welcoming the dark. We're welcoming the death. We're welcoming the space, the mm. nothingness, and from that, life mm. grows. Yeah. From that, rebirth yeah. happens. Um, so wow. yeah, it's beautiful to witness that in yeah. the shelter context. Oh, incredibly! In,
1: um, some of my I've, I've, some of my most amazing experiences have been in a sweet lodge. Oh yes, and it's very mm. encapsulating. But as you say, like some, it's it's a small space yeah it's not a big space and it's a very immersive space yeah and it gets really intense it mm. does get really intense mm.
2: i've done a couple sweat lodges and you're like right up against it you're yeah. like I'm, I'm actually gonna die <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> it's hot yes <laughs> yeah. but then that's where that you know
2: and, and it's the so many people are trying to get it's the
0: breakthrough yeah. it's the pff, yeah. like um spaciousness yeah no that's so amazing i just want to kind of um god it's been so beautiful yeah let's <laughs> no, so right, bring it back to you bring it back to you so, travel, to you. so when are. you were 17 yes, we <laughs> you traveled
1: um so you've you've been you've done your phd like did you do that in canada or did so you get back here
2: still finishing so i have taken a year off um and i start back up again in january mm-hmm. yeah and so when i was 17 um before that i was doing dance and um I was a surfer, but I wasn't really into the environment stuff there. And then I moved to Canada
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and got really deeply into my environmental work. Was still dancing a bit as a hobby. Um, and then got deeply into my environmental work after I came back to Australia and decided to study. Yeah, And that's when I did my, um, my bachelor. And I was still kind of working, like beginning to work in permaculture and stuff by then. And then by by the time I did my decided to do my masters, I was full full um, doing permaculture and development work and traveling lots and teaching overseas in different countries all through Southeast Asia and the Pacific. And that's when the kind of big breakdown breakthrough happened. Mm. So that um, would be what you'd call your first awakening. That, that would be yeah. what I would call probably my first awakening. Was yeah the the moment in the Philippines mm. um, that. That that shower moment. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's It's funny how it happens with the water. (laughs) Yeah. I know, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Very much so. And after that, I came back to Australia and decided to.
0: Can I just ask, when you were in that moment?
2: Oh, yeah, please.
0: Were you thinking that something, you know, you were going crazy? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. I knew something was wrong, but it was like I couldn't even. It's like you're grabbing for things yeah. mm-hmm. to tr- as you're falling down a hole and yes. <laughs> you grab something for two seconds it, and it then it slips yeah. and it falls apart. And it was, in, so I'll rewind actually a little bit to give some context. When I was 15, I um, 15 or 14, I tried to commit suicide mm-hmm. And I attempted twice. The first one was quite intense, um, and I got rushed to hospital. And nobody actually knew what had happened. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew that I would, that that's what had happened. And I kind of kept it secret. And I was in shock that um, it didn't work. And so yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, "There's <laughs> oh, oh, bigger things for you to do." <laughs> yeah, 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 it was it was full on. So um, during that time, I. That's re- a
0: crazy experience. It is a crazy experience. I, I, yeah, that's a it really is, crazy experience. Yeah. So what you know, can you I mean, I don't know. Mm. Is it safe to talk about this? Is because, it oh I think it's big because, think it's,
1: because it's a very it's a very common age. Mm. We never, never talk about, about it, it, do we? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a very intensely emotional space.
2: I love that you said it's a common age because mm. something that I've become more and more aware of is um how That internal dialogue of I want to die is actually, again, not necessarily a bad thing Mm. where it's so taboo in our culture. It's so like everyone comes in to try and fix and rescue. Mm. And ultimately, I look back and I realize that my desire to die when I was 14, 15 had the exact was in service to the exact same thing that when i wanted to die when i had that breakdown breakthrough moment and it felt like i was dying yes um i wasn't in a suicidal place Mm -hmm. but it was like um i'd say i wasn't in a suicidal place as in like i wasn't going to go out and take action but i had the same dialogue internally in my mind of like i just want to die this makes no sense i'm falling apart this feels like i'm not gonna there's there's no no way out exactly there's no no way out and ultimately, if I was to um, look back and, and with the awareness that I have now, is that what was happening when I was 14, 15 is that my deep intelligence in my body and my, and my soul mm-hmm. knew that that time... According to all human history, yep. was the exact time that I would have been in my rite of passage ceremony. Oh, I was going to ask. I
1: wonder where, where I where. would have mm.
2: been undergoing yes. a death rebirth yes. process. Yes. Wow! And yeah. the reason I, I personally believe the reason mm. why so many young people are in a very suicidal place or really struggling is because they innately know that that time mm. is the death of their childhood, is yes. the death of everyone, every. The, dev, the death of the person that they were yeah. and stepping into who they are becoming. Oh. And... Oh, oh. Yeah, you can feel yeah.
0: that. <laughs> I work with girls at this age. Mm. And it's... Everything you're saying is just so mm. spot on.
2: Yeah. It's and so the fact that... And I find... Like, I feel the rebellion mm. um, in teens comes from... Like, I don't I don't think it's even conscious that's an unconscious of this rebellion of like stop holding me to who i was mm. i'm actually becoming something completely new absolutely and and also it's there's a rage there where i don't even think they know where it comes from there's a there's a rage of like the fact that that ceremony isn't held for mm. them mm. the fact that that death they have to almost navigate themselves internally mm. Um, there's a rage there mm. of, like, why isn't this there for me? Wow. And I don't even think that they're aware that no. that's where it comes from.
0: It's like uh, a um, – God, a deep, deep – like, not even hereditary. It's mm-hmm. like an archetype kind of thing that's there that they're so mm. – it's like, what is this exactly? Yeah. I think society as, as a whole is so devoid
1: of oh. – um, <laughs> of celebration and initiation totally. and lots of passage that often you know um, young girls push against other girls their mothers mm-hmm. other females as you say in that, with that mm. deep rage that's kind of subconsciously subversively oh. w- operating within them because there's no acknowledgement of who they are and where they are mm. to have a, a um a conscious channel or a clear channel or a um, embodying channel mm. for it to come through mm. in a way that serves them. Yeah, so it works against them. It's like a, yeah. Wow. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of my so beautiful beautiful mom, my daughter's
1: experience. It's it's like, like you can really feel. Yeah. Like so many young women that have succeeded in mm. taking their lives at that time. I can think of so many, and it's, mm. you know, and mm. it's. um, this, the language around it is just not there. The language around where they're physically at, where they're emotionally at, where they're where the supporters, where you know, mm. where they're being held. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So did you once mm. you're in hospital mm. did any did you talk to anybody? Did nobody nobody. Mm. Nobody. Did anybody ask? I don't remember you're anybody asking. Energy pulling it. In. Oh my God. <laughs> Friends,
2: today I'm like I need help. They're like we can't tell. I'm like, what do you mean? Um, <laughs> oh, Can you see it? Like, can't you see it? They're like no. <laughs>
0: um, and so nobody
2: asks. I think after that, the, the only point that some I do remember somebody saying one thing, but um, my mum completely brushed it off because I think even that, and mm. I love I love her. I don't have any yeah. hard feelings. Um, this this is intergenerational Mm -hmm. it's like you know in if i was bringing that to her no doubt it brings up her own Mm -hmm. um feeling of being unseen or unacknowledged or even knowing how to handle a situation like that
0: absolutely and no
2: doubt shame yes shame that she couldn't like shame that oh my god my daughter's done gone and done this and so there was yeah, I don't have anything against her at all. But I do remember one doctor because I had all these stomach issues for months and months afterwards because mm-hmm. um, I, tried, I tried to ingest um, lots of pills. And I had all these digestive issues after that completely screwed my reproductive system as well for years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one doctor when I went to them said, oh, it might be anxiety um (laughs) maybe she has anxiety maybe that was my digestive issues and my mom said she's 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 15 what has she got to be anxious about wow yeah yeah and so it wasn't it wasn't acknowledged um well wasn't really inquired about i suppose at that time but i was also very good at keeping it all inside yeah like very good at yeah um seeming completely fine that Masculine energy, yeah. I was well, I was also. I think at that time, well, I definitely at that time, where um, there was a lot of traumatic stuff going on, I still had that savior mentality. I, I still, I, I, was the was the yep. I was the fixer, I was the fixer.
1: I caused problems, I helped fix other people's problems, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. I'm here to be help of service to people, exactly. Not, yeah. My problems don't, you
2: know, yeah, mm. um, instead of. You know, me actually alchemizing my problems or yeah. me alchemizing my stuff is the greatest gift that I can offer to others. Yeah, you know. Um, wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> Nobody... so wild. Mm. And thankfully, I've had enough. Well, it depends on how you look at it. But in my adult years, I've had experiences. That's why I said in earlier in the conversation of like breakdowns because I've had. Multiple cases where I've had this dialogue come back mm. of oh, "I just want to die," mm. "I just want to die," and it wasn't isn't to the level that I'm planning out mm-hmm. or like making you know having an idea of actually committing suicide. But that dialogue of "I just want to die," "I just want all this to end," mm-hmm. "I just don't want to feel like this anymore." Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I'm aware that every time that shows up, I'm about to again Have a go under a big breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And it's that invitation. It's the tugging at your ankles, and it's yeah. like, okay, then here's another layer of big yeah. healing and shedding that's about to happen. And this is, this is my mastery. Um, one of my really good teachers said to me, "The hole you call, the hole you crawl out of, will be your greatest medicine for the yeah, world." Oh Wow! And so that if i'm That's willing to so, <laughs> so weird way <laughs> yeah yeah it is yeah but it's like if i i've got to be willing yeah. to actually you know dance in my ho- dance in that hole yeah. and like be with that invitation to go down because the way that i um, the way that i'm able to alchemize that and then step forward yeah. is actually the greatest thing that i could offer instead it's of so
0: beautiful it. um Mateus mm. de Stefano. Have you heard of him? Mm. No. Okay. So he's this young guy who remembers everything. Oh. Yeah. Amazing. It's hard to conceive. It's hard isn't to it? conceive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He remembers everything. And anyway, he was talking about the point of breakthrough, exactly mm. what you've been saying, is right at the edge of death. And, yeah. and he says, now I don't want anybody to go out there and try and kill themselves, but, you know, it's why people um, like people that do daredevilish things yeah, yeah. and love it it's because they're on that point where they crack something in their brain mm. and it, it's almost like it cracks the shell of mm. who they thought they were away yeah mm. and a new person is born mm. we can you know? get kinky there's a whole sex it will talk about
1: michael hutchins i mean there's that that whole thing around where you yes bags or you know suffocation.
0: where well, you get to that yeah, point yeah. of That's ecstasy where you strange. break through <laughs> something <laughs> but, yeah but, but real true, but he talks yeah. about death being that Mm. breakthrough and it's exactly what you're saying but it's you know we don't we don't want anybody going out and trying anything silly but it's that point of you know exactly everything you're saying it's
2: well ultimately it's like i think so many people are trying to go out and and get a taste of those experiences um because they normally would have been integrated into our culture like that vision quest ceremony Mm. um you've got the female version at that first rite of passage um, well, actually, let's even wind it back.
0: Mm.
2: Birth mm. as an experience even for the mother and father is yeah. the death of their maidenhood or, or young boyhood and mm-hmm. the entry into a whole new phase of life, mm-hmm. let alone for the baby going yeah. from one dimension to yes. another. <laughs> yes, you small, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so um, mm. these rites of passages that were so held and so ceremonial and, and really all about our relationship to the earth as well Um, Well, what gave us those kind of touch points in our life, that relationship with death so we didn't have to go out and actually do it in ways that actually is potentially risky? Yeah. You know? Um, And for – I think about that for like the – as a bleeding ceremony, as I said, for the young women, that's why the Vision Quest was created for young boys, which is a lot of people practice this thing called the Vision Quest, which is you go out for four days and four nights – um Fasting in nature alone, and you, the idea is that you kind of call call out for a vision. And many people are practicing that nowadays as a kind of modern thing. And it's a beautiful ceremony, and it's hosted for everybody. Like this, it's all, yeah. I had all friends people. do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That rave about it. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible and so very powerful for a lot of people. And I've done it myself as well. But I remember when I did actually uh, – uh, not, a, not a quest but like a, a survival experience where <laughs> I actually – on this survival experience, it was a three-day experience and we found a, a python Ooh. and that was our food and I drank snake blood wow. and um, coagulated so it was co- um, a bit cooked. And after that experience, um, I remember having prolific visions all through that night and the snake said to me, "Look at the actual origins of the Vision Quest." And the origins were what revealed was that it was actually a women's ceremony. It was the bleeding ceremony on the earth, and the, the reason drank. why no, it wasn't. Um, well,
1: well I am just saying like the blood relation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blood sorry. relation. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. that's
2: okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we may yeah. have drank the
1: blood. I don't know, well,
2: but yeah. um, but it's the, it was all around the like actually mm. the blood and the death, the relationship with the death, and. The reason why the modern day vision quest was created was it was actually originally something that was built for young men Mm. because they didn't have a kind of embodied relationship with death in the way that those young women did so they designed a ceremony where they would be with the darkness they would be with the mystery they would be with the unknown and they did that in a way that was fasting alone Mm. through challenge um, and then came back through that vision Mm. um and those with those kind of touch points and, you know, you might have other initiations through your life depending on what kind of culture that you're in. But mm. those touch points was the opportunity to experience those death rebirth moments, um, which are which we're saturated in as earth beings. Mm. We're the only ones. I think that's why so many people feel stuck. because yeah. like we're the only creatures mm. on earth that aren't aren't participating mm. yeah. in our cyclic nature. Yeah and it's ha- like for women it's happening to us mm. whether, we're, whether yeah. we're participating or not um whether we're participating actually probably will dictate whether it's really painful or whether there's issues or not mm. um but interesting in itself. yeah but without without those things integrated um i think that's the reason why so many people are going out having these kind of daredevil or, or sexual fetish kind of things yeah um and again not that those things are wrong but it's more just something to ponder. They're just Um, looking for it
0: in the wrong places kind of thing, you know. Yeah, well, they're they're trying to meet a
2: need that was always there for us.
0: But it's not in the areas that they're going towards, and Mm. that's why they're having Mm. There's often
1: very, like, look at Michael Hutchins, for example, like a deeply intelligent, spiritual, you know, erotic, evocative, creative Mm. soul. It would be only natural that he would want to be in connection with that. Yeah. But, yeah, not of course. L- so interesting, and, and all I'm hearing too is like, and just put into context a little bit when you were describing the origins of, um, with the the um the uh, woman's cycle of death through mm. the, through the first bleed, and then creating the boy's mm. version. Because I was thinking of the phoenix and the ashes, and mm. Persephone into the underground, and yep. now I'm thinking, okay, so Persephone in the underground—that was the origin Mm. and then the phoenix and the ashes kind of for me symbolizes Merlin and that era Mm. and the timelines and things so it's like you know the the baseline is here with the womb Mm. yeah Mm -hmm.
2: absolutely Mm. um and both both are really important like coming back to that like both are really important it's just kind of like how um how do we how do we actually Become so attentive and aware um, at well, how do we actually how do we practice such the art of deep listening mm. where we can recognize the patterns in nature and emulate those mm. as natural beings because yeah. we are we are Beautiful. nature human beings are nature and there are all the clues that we we require to thrive in nature based on our own individual needs as human beings yeah and so you know this. This cycles of death and rebirth um, is seen everywhere yeah. in nature, and it's seen in a in a masculine form. It's seen in a feminine form. And how do we actually integrate that into culture
0: mm.
2: to be healthy? Yeah. Um. And it's perfectly there, written for us.
0: Absolutely. And I guess it's is the simplifying thing. which we talk about all <laughs> yeah. the
1: time, taking no. the toxicity out yep. of the masculine mm. feminine and bringing back the mm. Mm, the honour and the. Integrity. integrity, yeah. yeah.
2: Mm. And the shame, the shame, the shame. Yeah. The shame. shame. Like the shame, to, yeah. if I was to come back, probably the most challenging thing about that story of I just want to die, yeah, is the shame. Yeah. Especially when that comes up um, as someone who is off, who is sharing their work in service, mm. or you know, this narrative of I have to have all my shit together if I'm actually going to do something that you know. Follow my purpose yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! It's and it's like often when you're living your purpose, is when most of your shit comes up.
0: The vulnerability. Yeah, absolutely. Sharing where you're at, where you authenticity. It's yeah. like that's the breakthrough. What? That's the mm. way through. Mm.
2: Yeah. So, peeling back the level of shame. Mm. Um, you know, it's probably why there's a lot of shame shrouded in some of these like sexual activities which help you meet that yeah that edge or some or shame in other things that kind of give you a taste of death. And My orgasm is bad for you yeah, to put yeah. into the church. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All those things There's, like this shameful <laughs> thing of mm-hmm. our natural a natural uh relationship with the cycles. Mm.
0: Absolutely. And I, just when you're saying that too, I'm thinking of you know the responsibility in that too. Mm. Like that there, there has to be some responsibility in that. Like mm. a yeah, some self responsibility around that. Mm. It's, it's not mm. just go out and do it and see what happens. It's like no, you be aware of what you're doing and how you're doing it and be conscious of all of it. Yeah. Well, mm. none of
2: it was ever done alone yeah. is the big thing. Yeah. Is all of it was done in communal ceremony yes. in some regards. Yes. And so yes. there and was someone was elders. there. Yeah.
0: yeah. An elder was there holding yep. the space. And holding space. All of that. Now, I, I mean, I'm going to bring it back because we're yeah, like yeah, – please. I've been Very loving – The conversation's <laughs> have been amazing. I'm I'm just yeah. going to go back to a couple of questions. Mm. Um, so we've, we've kind of had this made – we've had the, the big breakdown. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we're coming through the other side now. Mm. Um, did the breakthrough happen here in Australia or did it happen overseas?
2: It was in the Philippines. That's right. Um, it was in the – that first layer was in the Philippines. And then I came back to Australia yeah. to kind of pull my pull my threads together a little bit and go, oh, what's happening? Yes. And I didn't learn the first time and went okay. back to the Philippines and kind of had my big – had another big session of going, okay, then I got really, really sick. Yes. And had to come back to Australia full okay. time. So. Um,
1: Do you think there's an energy there for you with the Philippines because it's an amazing probably. country? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just out sort of curiosity. Yeah, so the
0: question would probably be, what you know, what did you decide to change, if anything, when you like after you've come, you've gone oh, no. over there, mm-hmm. then your your body's obviously said,
2: yep, hey. I think I'm just trying to think of what, what. Um, I know that like practically, I came back and started um, pursuing some of these rewilding skills that I read in the book and doing more dance but from a if i was to zoom out rather than look at the practical stuff i would say there was a level of surrender which was probably the most important piece mm. and it was the surrender to i thought at that stage of my life i had it all figured out i was on a i was on a path i you know was following this kind of step-by-step process that thought was going to lead me to success and it made no sense so when when all of this happened i felt kind of completely dumped in in the nothingness Mm. in the not knowing and man i was fighting that idea of not knowing that, that that feeling of the mystery and mm-hmm. I would say the most powerful thing that I did was I surrendered to okay, maybe this isn't the path. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe this mm-hmm. maybe there's a maybe there's a genius to this. Yeah, um, and. I, I actually laugh sometimes when I have these moments <laughs> now because I say, like, <laughs> when I'm in it, I go, this is going to be a really good teaching tool someday. Yes. This is going to be great medicine one day.
0: Mm. Um,
2: but, yeah, I surrendered to the fact of, okay, I, I actually can't do anything. Like yeah. I can't pull out the same tricks that I used to. Mm. I'm really on the carpet here. Yeah. And if I, if I try to get out of this – um, and if I try to, you know, do all the, actually, I wouldn't even say that if I try to. I was completely flatlined. Yeah. yeah. There was no even trying. Yeah. I remember, you know, I was in that completely broken phase. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I surrendered to, I surrendered to the brokenness, mm. really. I surrendered to the brokenness. I came back to Australia um, and, I just did the simple things. Mm. I tended to I tended to a little garden I started dancing. I started taking care of myself and I just sat with the not knowing mm. um, for a while.
1: So you went from being out there in the world and mm. the active in service mm. to coming back to being there for Brit
2: Yeah, totally.
1: Or
0: mm. well, fixing everybody else to fixing you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I wouldn't even say that at that, fa- at that time that I was – particularly focused on fixing me i probably didn't even know that um you know the work that i do now was even available um
0: that's the beauty of it isn't it just yeah. have no over there was no other way it was like kind of just mm. see
2: a therapist yep. or, or not yeah and i just wasn't at that stage yet of mm. even thinking i needed a
1: therapist um so you kind of hibernated in yourself I kind kind of
2: hi I I kind of hibernated Mm. and um it wasn't until the second time I I went back I thought okay I'll hibernate I'll look after myself I'll kind of recoup yeah and then um then I went back to back to the Philippines and very shortly after I got sick came came back and it was only then that I started seeing a somatic um a somatic psychotherapist and that's when I really began to go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Because so,
1: when they hear you talk about mm, dance, mm, you kind mm. of instinctively went into that space mm. a little bit. Yeah. Back to something that felt Connect, connected for to. You. It. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And
2: it was the first time I connected with um, non-choreographed dance as mm-hmm. well. So for mo- most of my life, I was doing choreography. And when I came back, I was living in Melbourne at the time because I was living in Perth where my all my family were and I decided to move back um, after that second time of getting sick. Um, there was a very short period in between. Um, when I came back to Melbourne and started seeing this, this somatic therapist, I dove into dance and it was my introduction into five rhythms. Mm. And I was really lucky because now I live in Byron and you go to a five rhythms class and I was... <laughs> overwhelmed when there was like a 100 people that rocked up one time so um i was blessed in that when i (laughs) went to melbourne there was like five people or seven people maximum in this class and i just started to go deeply deeply Mm. into myself for the first time in a way that i didn't even know was a thing yeah um combine that with i met my first mentor in these kind of rewilding skills um claire dunn Mm -hmm. who wrote my year without matches uh, I started kind of work with her, just really can like we weren't even doing a lot of deep skills. It was just being out in nature and doing that in a communal way, mm. and you know practicing bird language. But ultimately, it was oh, this is yeah. nice to be out with other people who like being out in yes. nature, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like being outside. And th- those three things um, with was seeing my seeing this somatic practitioner doing the dance, and also then doing. Um, doing my work in um rewilding skills was was kind of just keeping my head above water yeah. so that's why i say I'm, I'm hesitant to be like i had this breakthrough and i came back and then practiced all these things and i was better because the truth is i was in that murky messy phase for a while yeah um because i didn't have a guide mm. i didn't have someone that was like oh you're in this at mm-hmm. the moment mm-hmm. Um, It wasn't until I really started to explore the women's mysteries um, probably two years later Mm. that I started to make sense of what I was going through or like it gave me kind of some kind of a framework or a context to what I was navigating. Mm. Um, But otherwise I felt like I had this big breakthrough. I knew that it was powerful. I knew that it opened up important space, but I felt floating for Mm. a while and that's the part I don't think a lot of people talk about. Yeah. The, um, you know, immediately jumping into something else. Okay, it must be this then. Yes. Oh, I must be this then. Yes. And the the sitting in the nothingness and actually waiting for something to emerge is the is the medicine. Yeah,
1: in the void. It is sitting in the
2: void. Mm. Sitting in the void for a while. It's a, one of the pieces that I teach about in that Earth framework, the ecosomatics, ecosomatic framework that um underpins my research and also the women's journeys that i run it's an acronym and the second e so um, e-a-r-t-h-e-d the second e stands for emergence and it talks about so um the th stands for transmute and harvest which is all about the break mm. the breakdown moment yeah the the transmutation process where everything goes to flames mm-hmm. and <laughs> or you wow. or you get dropped into the puddle it's yeah. the big transformative emotional cathartic it doesn't always have to have to be like cathartic in the way that we would imagine but just the, the purging process let's say or the shedding mm. process and the harvesting the harvesting the, of the space of the insights of the wisdom and then the e the next step comes for emergence mm. And the emergence is really important because it's the it's the sitting in the void. It's the sitting in that spaciousness when you've had a really big cry, Mm -hmm. and you feel that sense of peace Mm -hmm. afterwards, and being okay with sitting in that. Mm -hmm. And it may not look still; it might still not look perfect or pretty, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's genius to that kind of almost um gestation yeah, period yeah,
1: yeah gestation. Um, gestation. it's like
2: the it's wow. like the winter months you have the big winter months where everything kind of dies off and actually po- quite poignantly it's this exact yes, time because yes. we're at, like in bulk mm. is is when there's things that are moving underneath the surface the mm. seeds might be just about to germinate yeah and they're taking in the nutrients from the soil underneath and there's so there's movement there's life occurring but we just don't see it yet Mm. and then it's in the spring when it's ready when that innate genius um that blueprint inside the seed is ready in its own timing to burst up it will and it's emergent we can't rush that process Um, and the exact same thing happens to us and so those two years following felt like my dormancy, something's coming but I don't really know what it is mm. and I'm going to experiment and I'm going to explore and mm. I'm going to just continue to do kind of to tend to my in- internal seed yeah. um, until something blossomed and bloomed out of that. And for me, that was when I started learning more about the, the women's mysteries. Mm-hmm. I, I studied with Jane Hardwick Collings who runs the School ah. of Shamanic Womancraft yes. and that gave me context um and from mm-hmm. there everything's kind of built built and grown from there so yeah that's wow
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just want to sit in that just yeah <laughs> i just sit yeah it's what you're saying reminds me of the um the process of the butterfly you know mm. in the goop yeah yeah mm. the yeah. goop that sits it's just yep. it's a nothingness it's it like, sits in the goop it sits in the mm-hmm. goop yeah and that's when that magnificent is happening in there yep. yeah yeah that, so there's a question that we ask, um, what did you
1: have to give up? Mm. Mm. So I feel like that's kind of relevant mm-hmm. now because it must have been quite in that void and that space of in gestation.
2: Yeah. Um, so what I what I had to give up and what I have to continually give up mm-hmm. is who I think I am
0: <laughs> 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 There's nowhere <way> to escape. <laughs> Love that. It's, I feel a lot of freedom in that. It's, oh, it's beautiful. It's, you know, it's just the love yeah. gorgeous.
2: Because yeah. this is like, I just want to like, and this is this is why like this path, following this kind of Thank path, as I, t- today, <laughs> <laughs> I tell this to all the women that come on the journeys, I was like, this is the path of loss. Yeah. And I don't mean loss in the tormenting, horrible side, but this is the path of loss is that you have to be okay with – things falling away mm. that are actually not for you or meant for you but are maybe a conditioned for like our preference like we've conditioned to believe that that's that is what we want there are preferences according to our yeah. identity and yeah. ego and <laughs> when out. I talk about emergence um, I'm talking about it in the in the way so so much of the work that I share is around soul um, your soul coming through mm. some people use the word purpose mm-hmm. they for me they're kind of very similar yeah. Um, and in that nature of emergence, (laughs) the, the way the soul emerges is that everything that isn't in alignment with it, isn't in alignment with that, the truth of it begins to fall away. Mm -hmm. And so lots of people think that your purpose is like what you do. Mm -hmm. You think about it with your mind of like, oh, well, I like this activity. I'm going to go and pursue that as my career and I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And purpose or soul is actually not that at all. It's the way in which life wants to move through you. Mm-hmm. And so you don't necessarily get a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite mythologist, Martin Shaw, I probably one of my favorites, Dr. Martin Shaw, he said, you're actually not here to do whatever you want. <laughs> You're actually not here to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's so you're not here to do whatever you're whatever you want. You're here to do something very specific. Yeah. Yes. And well, you well, came well. to this earth to do something very specific. Um, and just like just like everything in a, in a natural ecology, if you look to the a rainforest, every single being in that ecology is playing a very specific role that is essential to mm-hmm. the whole ecology thriving. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, a plant in our at least what we know for now doesn't necessarily have a mind in the way that we do. That goes. I don't know if I'm, you know, I don't know if I'm looking the right way and doing it the right thing. I don't know if I, I was born in the right thing. You know, there's There's they don't have that dialogue. But everything in that ecology is fulfilling its role mm-hmm. um, to support the health and abundance of the whole About thing. The whole. Yeah. And humans are no different mm-hmm. in that. Um, but the only thing that we do have different is that we have a, an egoic kind of mind and assist and a kind of culture that comes with a lot of conditioning, which is trains us to think, to think what we want mm-hmm. or, or, you know, that
1: we're in control, that we're <laughs> in control for sure. Or that know, selects all our preferences or <laughs> yeah. that creates
2: our preferences without realizing it. We're in, in reality, How you think your life is going to go or what you think you want is really potentially different Mm -hmm. from actually who you're meant to be here. Mm, And I say that not in a bad way because who you're meant to be here is the most incredible, empowered, Mm. enlivened and abundantly resourced human being. Like you will be taken care of, Mm. but you must be willing to lose who you think you are in order to become who you really are. And sometimes that doesn't always align with our... Um. White picket fence Exactly The the perfect The story that we You know That we've told So that's what I would say Is I had to let go of And continually have to let go of Who I think I am Yeah Um, Even now Like things I I can tell when I get that little tug And I'm like Oh this is important for me to look at But I don't really see how it's related To what I'm doing But it feels so potent when I'm in it Yeah And I have to let go of my judgement yeah. I have to let go of my kind of egoic judgment of whether something's right or wrong and trust the embodied somatic response mm. when something's a, okay, yep, yes.
0: <laughs> and just uh, the other thing that I get on that mm. note too is that how the mind is so limited. Mm. You know, we limit ourselves. We put a, we put a lid on things or we, mm. we're so narrow-minded with things, you mm. know, and it's like we just need to open up to everything.
2: Well, there's so much more possible. Mm. The, the mind is limited because it's like it, can, it only knows what is what it sees yeah it only knows what sees and we might see somebody living like a version of what we think we might want and go oh that's a possibility but um there are things that may exist not even on the planet yet in mm. in the way that you yeah. know and <laughs> like people think about um imagination and they think oh imagination's just fantasy and it's like, well, every single creation on the planet existed in someone's imagination exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. Exactly. laughs> before it was yeah. born in the physical. Mm. And so your mind is limited to everything that has been. Yes. Your mind is limited or or Absolutely. just the, you know, just maybe what can see just around the corner, yeah. just in the you yeah. know, in the in the peripheral or just on the horizon. Whereas in our hearts mm. and our soul mm. actually know. A much bigger possibility, yeah, beyond yeah. beyond what we can see, sometimes beyond what we can even imagine yeah. at the moment, mm-hmm. and so it's scary to surrender to it. But um, there's I can I can say from experience <laughs> that it's well and truly worth it. But it's not for the faint-hearted. Yeah. And but if you know that you're meant for like really big vision stuff, yeah. Um, that it's kind of like the only way. Yeah.
0: That excites <laughs> right. me mm. when you say <laughs> yeah. that. That excites me. Yeah. yeah. It's like. Because um, I'm only getting to feel a little bit of um, the possibilities mm. for, for me personally, like yeah. I, and I've been getting, um, I've been getting the answers. You know? mm. I've been getting gifts, and I've been getting mm. signs and ways forward. Ways forward, yeah. and it's like keep going. You know, I get this little he- thing in my head that just like keep going, Joe. Just keep going. Mm. You know. There's so much more that you can't see yet or feel yet, but it's there. Just keep going. Just keep yep. expanding. Just keep moving. And I just feel like that's for everyone. Mm. And it is about, back to that nature, you know. It's mm. sitting and allowing um, everything around us that's not, um, uh, what's the word? I, I keep going to say not bought, mm. you know, <laughs> not, not made. <laughs> yeah. That allow that in to, mm. to support you, to expand into that.
2: Well, I think of – I think if I was to relate it to like a plant, let's say, in that earth framework, that TH, as I said, stands for transmutant harvest. It's kind of like the breakdown. It's the, it's the emotional process. It's the letting go. It's the shedding. It's the making space internally. And then you, there's that pause where you wait for the thing to emerge if I was to relate that to a garden, that pause process before the little first sprout comes up against, um, up you know, pier- pierces the soil, and but there's still life going on underneath the soil. What do we do? Mm. We know that plant that we don't grow plants, you grow soil, and so you nurture. Mm. You you give the soil nutrients. You give love. it lots of sunlight yeah. and water yeah. and love, yeah. and you might sing to your yeah. garden and you know you offer beautiful organic fertilizers yeah. and whatever and all medicines to it you know that you've made and that's that's the exact same as us you know we might have these big breakdown Totally awakening moments, but we might be in that pause in between. Mm. And rather than trying to force something to emerge, mm. it's like actually, what are the basics? Mm. That is, is the exact same as a plant: get lots of sun, yeah. nourishment, or good water, mm. like good food, mm. fresh air. Nurture, nurture, nurture the body. Yeah, and mm. from that, the whispers start to kind of come out. Yeah,
0: um, and trust. Yeah, trust is the biggest thing. I'll be it's gone. gone. Yeah.
1: Just gotta trust, and being in the moment, I guess too, and you and you know you in the the timing of the day, as opposed mm. to creating, the, you know, structure.
0: You just yeah. the flow with a the schedule. Day. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, moving on. Mm. <laughs> what do you do now to support yourself mm. for staying in that moment?
2: Mm. In that moment, in terms of when I have a, have my the down moment, moment, the nothingness yeah. moment. Um. I would say, I would say it's it's actually perfect timing that this is happening because the last three months um, have been the most extraordinary mm. <laughs> roller coaster. Mm. And my dear friend, who's very very intuitive, she actually runs cranio sessions on the on the Wild Woman immersion. She said to me, she's like, mm. I've got such a feeling that the next immersion is going to be so potent. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I know, <laughs> mm. <laughs> because I've been in my own um, up and down. I had. I had a um had to have this emergency surgery thing that popped up out of nowhere, and then um I went I had a, a experience where I'd just been over in Africa, um which was unexpected. I had ten days notice to go, wow. <laughs> and then came back. My brother almost died um wow. from being in a, 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 part, a part, Unfortunately, he was a victim of crime, and um then all these other other dramas, and and then got gastro in Arnhem Land, and um, um it was. <laughs> I was literally in the bush, like just to be a, shit, bit yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. a bit graphic. Yeah. yeah, just I was, I was literally in the bush in like at one o'clock in the morning oh, and I wasn't yeah. sick. So I wasn't, you know, when you're yeah. sick and you kind of go, oh, oh my God. I wasn't that I was completely conscious and, and okay. As I was vomiting and, and yeah. diarrhea in, in the bush yeah. and purging and going, okay, this is happening. And all of that these this kind of last three months of my life I know that it's been a big preparation of clearing out my own internal space Mm. and being in that kind of nothingness because something new is a next big chapter about is about to open in my work I know ahead of holding big space so what I'm doing in this time is allowing Mm. if I was to say like one of the number one things, like yeah, there's courses, lots of embodiment practices and things like that. You know, when I I feel that energy needs to move, I'll dance and I'll make sure that I'm getting up and getting lots of sun exposure and all of the things that I feel like are so accessible in terms of information. Mm. So I want I don't want to focus on those because everyone will have their own practices that work. Mm. But if I was to say from a from a meta perspective, the thing that has been my saving grace is allowance. Mm is okay I allow myself to feel this because Mm -hmm. the fighting Mm -hmm. the resistance the um I don't want to feel like this I should have all my shit together Mm -hmm. um I you know I'm supposed I'm this far (laughs) down my path I should you know no more blah 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 whatever it is um is what takes me out Mm. and in allowing and accept it's approval, really. Mm-hmm. It's like when I was out there vomiting and diarying my guts out, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm in approval of this. Yeah. I approve. Yeah. I'm okay with this. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 in compl- I'm in acceptance. Yeah. yeah. And I don't need to be anywhere else mm-hmm. but right here. Mm-hmm. Because I will tell you right now, like the biggest thing that keeps people in a depressed state isn't the fact that they're like i feel i feel like i've got all this grief or things is that they're actually not feeling it Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
2: and is they're not yeah and that's really hard to hear and i can i can say that as someone who's been in in depression around that like as we've kind of navigated a lot of that conversation is that it's the unwillingness to really go down there Mm. it's the i feel like shit but i don't want to feel like shit or I don't have time to, take, to feel I don't have like <laughs> time to feel like yeah. shit. I'll take
1: something to like block it. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, or you know, like I'm so support. Or, or
2: you know, I'm this person. Again, the yeah. letting go of what I have to let go of, who I think I am. Mm. It's like, oh, but I've, you know, I've done all this work and I've meant to have all this stuff sorted out and I should know better, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Instead of just going, this is where I am. Mm. This is what is happening. Can I be in this moment right now? I don't need to be anywhere else. I don't need to run from it. Yeah. I don't need to be afraid of it. I can I be completely in approval and acceptance of what is mm. because everything else is a lie. Mm. Everything else is not tr- is running away from the truth. Mm. And if I can be in it, the the irony is it's fucking swift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There are, mm. I think, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I think is there's a neuroscientist Judith or something like that. She did an amazing TED talk, and there's lots of studies that have backed this up. Now, is it a true, pure emotion mm-hmm. um, when there's not a backlog, and that's often that's a whole other conversation. The but backlog, uh, yeah, a backlog talk, emotion yeah. that needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, but when yeah. there's a pure emotion about something that's happened, ninety seconds it yeah. takes ninety seconds usually uh, mm-hmm. to complete. And that is when something happens of going. I feel really angry about that, or I feel really that I'm in grief about that. Of actually not wanting, not trying to get out of it, or just going. I'm going to drop straight into yeah. it and actually feel it hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. It takes about ninety seconds for it to be complete.
0: Yeah, to disintegrate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: the challenge is, is that Transmute. we've got a backlog of often, however many years, decades of not feeling it so when when we go into the emotion it hits all the rest of the emotion that we haven't felt and it's like wow um so that's a whole nother conversation but what i know what i can say that i do now is when i when i'm in the mushy place when i'm in wherever i'm at Mm. really um is I just go, okay, this is where I'm at. Yeah. I'm completely acceptance, accepting of what is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to be anywhere else. I don't need to be anyone else. And that is nice. brings a great peace mm. because it's the, it's the fighting that is the... The resistance. It, it is the resist The, the, resistance, the resistance is what yeah. keeps you there. Yeah. The resistance mm-hmm. is what leads to depression and, yeah. and stagnation.
0: Well, it holds the story or the backlog in mm-hmm. place. Mm. Yeah, in that moment, yeah, it just keeps building on it. So that's so beautiful. So mm. so so interesting. Oh, this whole this whole then, podcast has been is so <laughs> so interesting. Uh, my mind I feel is like, like it's part one. Yeah,
2: that's so crazy. <laughs> it's wild. Well, I feel like the plague. Like this probably happens for many people, but I just work with mainly women. But I feel the most common thing that I hear with women, apart from I'm not good enough, is I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah i'm not doing this right am i doing this right am i i feel like i'm doing it wrong
0: well that's the whole reason we started the podcast that <laughs> yeah. is the yeah. whole reason why we started this podcast yeah. because everybody was comparing each other's uh-huh. journey with yeah. someone else and all oh, but I, that but then, hasn't been happening to me yeah i must be doing something wrong it's like no 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 no, no. Mm. your journey is specific for you mm. yeah and however it rolls out is perfect mm. perfect and that's why you know we've had That's why we do the podcast. Yeah. Because often
1: where we're comparing ourselves is to unreal figures, Mm. like Mm. through media, through um, television, all those type of things, instead of real people. Mm. And, you know, we've, yeah, Yeah. the the real stories uh, just have so much power. power. And like what we were talking about before with the language that you're Mm. sharing, the words are so triggering because they they touch you, the frequency is there and it's... um, Deep resonance. Deep resonance, yeah, it's beautiful. It is. Yeah, in so many ways. And
0: I really love, because we are going to have to round this one off, (laughs) but I really, really love how, you know, you've said many times that, you know, we are are constantly evolving and we are Mm. constantly not the same person we were yesterday Mm. the spiral dance you know it's like an onion we're just constantly peeling back layers of who we think we are Mm. to become who we're supposed to be
2: yeah and how exciting like imagine if we were the same person our entire lives how boring yes (laughs) like when you look at it like that going oh man if we hold on so tightly and it's like well life could be so much more adventurous imagine if you could just go well actually this entire new possibility is available to you. Yeah, why not? Why not try mm-hmm. it? And that won't be everyone's path necessarily. But th- what if it was a possibility? Yeah. You know.
1: I love but that. Even even in the, I guess you know, like in, not in, every, in everyone's different paths. There's opportunity for variables mm. or variances of that constant change to be expressed in a way that is fulfilling and invigorating mm. and vitalizing. It's not mm. about base jumping off a mountain or something no. like that it doesn't necessarily it can be it does you know whatever there's no need for to describe it but it's mm. that as you say that place of allowance place of acceptance mm. and being mm. in that to allow true communication with who you are and to connection with mm. what your potential is in any moment yeah just incredibly empowering and bliss yeah
2: mm. and there is this like i want to say there is a shadow side to i think the the, that spiraling process but just going over and over and over again um, mm-hmm. that can even become – I would say that isn't the true spiraling process mm-hmm. because there kind of can be a narcissism to that of just going in and out of the self-improvement phase. But where 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 the difference is is that when it becomes just this kind of self-flagellating process mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which actually – doesn't necessarily just keeps you kind of spiraling around on the same spot to be honest Mm. or whether what you're harvesting actually becomes a service Mm. to others and that's that's what it's meant to be for yeah it's like ultimately that's that spiraling process so that death rebirth process yes it is in service to you but ultimately the reason why things die in nature the thing the reason why plants Break down and compost is to actually and nurture everything others. else. Yeah. So is and this the eco Is this the eco part of?
1: Is that a Yeah. Different
2: so e- eco is it's so much of the like it is it is the work everything we've been talking about. But yeah. if I was to summarise it in a sentence, so eco somatics merges the field of deep ecology with the world of somatics. So deep ecology is a field of study that understands everything is interconnected. We are part of nature. And we have a deep relationship um, where things have anim- animacy in nature and an intrinsic value beyond what we humans value them as. Then somatics values the body as a source of knowing, a source of wisdom, a mm-hmm. source of understanding the world. So eco-somatics mm-hmm. understand, sees that the way that we um, understand and importantly practice our interconnectedness with all of life is through our body.
0: It's the book. Yeah. It's back to the book, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's back to the book. Back to the we book. People love that book. Yeah. Might have look at that book. I That's the we'll message messenger we'll, too. Yeah. That's mm. the same. We'll
1: put those links. Yeah, in. yeah so beautiful. Yeah, to those books. Yeah. yeah. I, think I remember. That really resonates. That really yeah. is just beautiful, so, what so be- yeah. mm. really beautiful what you described in. Really beautiful.
2: And the way, t- as to the final thing I'll say, the way the, the way that the cycles relates to that, when I teach this earth framework and things, is that um, if you were to draw with your finger like a circle that starts at the base of the circle and then goes around and comes back to the base, that the rising of the circle on one side is an important part of the cycle where things are growing up and out and reaching towards the sun. That's what I would call the more masculine side. And it's when we're, where those practices of, um, let's say, masculine spirituality are really powerful but then when we come, we're talking about going into the body mm. and really relating to the earth and coming into soul, um, we're talking about the descent part of the cycle where we come from the top down to the bottom. And the way I talk about this in somatics is that the way in which we come back to deep relationship with our, with our internal ecology and the wider external ecology in our communities um, isn't done through that just rising up and out, in that masculine-based spirituality where we're kind of coming out into that w- wider consciousness. While that's beautiful, how it happens is actually coming down and in. Wow. and And that's actually down and into the body. Mm. And so the, the wholeness that we seek and the healing that we seek is the integration of both. Yeah. Is where we um, are deeply embodied humans that mm-hmm. have a have a very felt and practiced relationship with the earth, mm-hmm. but we also understand at the same time as having our individual soul expressed mm-hmm. and our individual relationship with the earth. We also have um, a much wider consciousness that captures the idea, the understanding that we're all one community Beautiful. and that we can see. Um, is that kind of the, yeah. the, oh, yeah. the loving Incredible. and the lighting and yeah, the, that's yeah. the, the, those yeah. things that we're able to access in those kind of meditative states so mm. it's where they meet is where is where we're tracking yeah <laughs>
0: and they're receiving. that's so it? beautiful yeah, it's absolutely i love that I love, oh god so, yeah so, well. so beautiful yeah. so the uh, eco-somatic
2: side handles yes. the second side yeah mainly.
0: which yeah. i'm going to put all those links on and it's for um, Brit's Instagram, it's nature culture at nature culture, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Your personal. I've got my um my personal tree, one, yeah, yeah which is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. how you walk across country and oh, love thank it. You.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got my personal ones where I do a lot more of just all my women's stuff, and then nature culture. Um, my partner does this similar work, but for men. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's also going to be a hub of a lot more people sharing other stuff. So it's more of a collective in the nature culture space and yep. growing into that.
1: And, and then
0: that's Davis Walker. Is it? Walker. Yeah. And I love how you're
1: in the Tarkin with that, like in that yeah. beautiful space in Tasmania, which is just it's such a legacy. Yeah. It's so incredibly wow. beautiful. I've only
2: ever come across one place that has that kind of spaciousness and, and wildness in that. You know, you could go there and there's literally nobody there yeah. in, in, in Australia anyway. And it was, um, I used to run programs up in the Kimberley.
1: Yeah. And it's I the same, there, the same yeah. feeling, beautiful. the same
2: frequency. And I'd go mm-hmm. down to yeah. the Tarkine. It was like, oh. yeah. so yeah.
1: And, and so yeah, yeah we, we're going to put a link to the Saving the Tarkine as well. Oh,
0: beautiful. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything. So I'm going to ask um, the um. last question
1: as much as you don't want to. Like, how do you see the world, Brit? And, you know, where do you see the world going in your eyes? mm well, the world
2: is a very different place to when I remember having my first breakdown and the, the awakening that I'm seeing in many, many people, mm-hmm. often people that are unexpected as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like I'm an optimist and I actively choose to be someone who believes the world is a beautiful, abundant, gorgeous place um, that in which has space for everybody to be in their expression. And I don't say that in a la-di-da way. I say that in a way that is almost my form of activism, yeah. um, because if you sh- if you put on Netflix, um, every single movie that you would see, like in that selection list or whatever, is some movie about an apocalypse of telling telling you that the whole world's fucked, that we've got to move, <laughs> that we've got to move to Mars, yeah. like it's or shoot them up. And um, and basically saying that we're on a trajectory for, for chaos and destruction. They want us to be in fear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, or, and that we're going to be taken over by machines and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. as someone who practices and is a very big advocate for mythology mm. and storytelling, um, I used to run on a side and I used to run a wild school for kids, um, a bush school, and I oh, saw firsthand so cool. the yeah. impact of stories on children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we're so drawn to films is because we are desperate for stories. And stories shape our brains. They shape the way that we see the world. They shape the way that we engage with it. And they shape what we think is possible. Mm -hmm. And so in a world that is obsessed, what I would call, with this apocalyptic narrative Mm. of like that we're all fucked and we're going to be taken over by the machines and blah, blah, blah. I am yeah. actively choosing to, to say, I'm not investing in mm. that reality. Mm. <laughs> I'm just stepping out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah you're cr- and I'm Totally. I'm of... totally
2: creating something yeah, outside yeah. completely of that.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm just not going to invest my energy. I'm not going to waste my creative life force on yeah. that. And I, I believe that we are tracking for an incredibly beautiful, mm. abundant um, world. And the reason why, and the exact same reason why the fear is so strong, the reason why all those films are being made up is to full circle it back to what I said before. When that shit shows up, know that it's an ally because a big expansion is about to happen. Yeah,
1: Yeah.
2: It happens in our personal system and all that fucking mind talk comes in and says oh yeah i just want to die we're all gonna well you're fucked yes <laughs> the exact same th- thing happens and is happening on the collective well they're scale. losing you yes. see so exactly. they're just amping it up at the moment yeah shit goes kicking and yeah. screaming it's yeah. like pull out all the stops yeah and it's like because we're about to hit such a beautiful place yeah yeah we, uh, i'm
0: excited yeah and this
1: way um so important again like you know you're in what you're doing with the um oh, the yeah. earth mm. network um oh. nature to culture um there's so many allies in our community if we look for them yep. for what we're about to go through, mm. and what is so perfect for us to go through. Mm. Yeah, so it's just incredible for you to share mm. today yeah. your your awakening journey and what your choosing to create in this beautiful ecosystem that is our home mm. yeah thank
2: you i'm so grateful oh. for the conversation i live for this
1: conversations oh
0: i love it, it, great. Love it. It's, oh. it's um blown my mind wide you know wide open but mm. it's also um it's almost like rekindled or or ignited Ignite, something yeah. that i've always known you know mm. it's like that sat in there probably a little too quiet mm. inside and now you know that's why I'm we love
1: these conversations to same too. Same yeah. Same. yeah. And what you're asking for. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah. So exciting. Zach Bush has the same um breathe your biome mm. which I love is a hashtag. Um, that seems to be growing, you know, catching on because people are getting a some context around mm. what you've been sharing today. Mm. Um, yeah, just so powerfully beautiful. And mm. Beautiful. Thank, thank you thank so you. much, Brett, for coming thank you. in
2: such a pleasure thank you so much for having me um yeah it's been a wonderful wonderful conversation and you've actually triggered me realizing how much more space i can even give to our culture to to navigate their own breakthrough like breakdown breakthrough because if i was to relate that to that question it was you know my journey of coming in and fixing yeah do we want to fix several of the world's problems right now or yeah. can we make space for its own breakdown such yeah. breakthrough yeah. moment Ooh. you know and maybe our own awakenings can actually offer a model for everybody's awakening
0: oh beautiful way to end
1: oh. <laughs> i'm just gonna read that yeah <laughs> <laughs> thanks Brett. yeah thank, thank you, you. Thank you for listening and remember all links to our guest are in the notes. Leave us a comment here or message us on Instagram how our guest today connected with you or perhaps something you wish to share. A special thank you to to the blissful Ksenia Luki for our theme song. Joe and I will be with you next week. Bye. Ciao. She teaches me lessons And boy does she sing Her voice sways like
0: a humming she was always...